and welcome back to The Sewing Room by Bishy Barnababes and your host, Vicky Hibbins. It's episode four and I'm so excited to finally be able to bring you this episode. There's been no end of problems with my website, which I will fill you in a bit more later, which is one of the reasons why it's taken so long to be able to finally get this podcast up for you. However, first of all, I want to share some more exciting news with you. And that is because Bishy Barnababes has a new pattern release called the Cuddle Carrier. It was released over a week ago now, but as I said, I wasn't able to share that with you at the time. So unfortunately, you're getting the latest news a little bit late, unless of course you are already part of the Bishy Barnababes Facebook group, in which case we would have known about the things much sooner. Anyway, this exciting release is the Cuddle Carrier, and it is a carrier for children to be able to baby wear their dolls, cuddly toys, um, builder bears, all the kind of things that children like to carry around or put in their children's buggy and this enables them to carry their toy on their front or on their back just like adults who baby wear and carry their babies. It comes in two sizes um, for smaller and larger dolls and is roughly from about age one, as soon as a child is walking, they would be able to wear the small one right through until age 10 or even higher. As long as children are still interested in carrying their babies, then this carrier would fit them. The small size, um, like I said, is for smaller dolls, but also for younger children. It does look a little bit silly on older, larger children because of its small size. And the larger size is again for older children. The kind of middle range of of the kind of like three to sevens um, would be able to have either the small or large size. And then um, for Bryony, I've made a smaller one for when she wants to carry her smaller dolls and then the large one for when she wants to carry her builder bear. I have to say the large one doesn't fit on her front because by the time you've put the builder bear in, she can't actually see round him and the the um, bear's head is kind of poking up almost level with hers. And so it is necessary to go on her back. But she loves wearing it and regularly asks if I can put it on for her. It comes in lots of different animals. It's part of the Bishy Barnababes animal collection. There's six animals, cat, mouse, bear, monkey, fox and badger. The badger is the UK variety. I know one of my American friends mentioned that it looks more like a raccoon than a badger. And I do have a raccoon pattern for um, as an add-on for the puppet purses. So it doesn't quite look like that. But I can see what she means because the um, European or the UK badgers do look slightly different and are different colours with slightly different striped markings than the their US cousins, I suppose they are. So it is the English badger or UK badger if you if you think it looks a bit strange for what you are used to for a badger. Also, though, you don't even have to put the ears and the face on. You could add a plique or embroidery. Um, I've done one that has a lovely dragonfly embroidery on it. Um, sorry, not embroidery, a plique. And one of the testers also did one that had a butterfly on it. It attaches around the waist with Velcro so that as the children grows, it can also grow with them and be attached at different sizes. And also if children are sharing one of the carriers, then it can be used for a variety of different age children. At the, obviously not at the same time, they wouldn't wear it at the same time, but you know what I mean. So that um, different children in one family could share their carriers and swap between them. Although after they've been made in the tester group, often the older children or other 
children in the family want their own version done as well and are choosing which animal they want to have made for them. Also, the method of attaching the straps, because you've got the waistband and then you've got the main part of the carrier that the toy sits in and then straps that go over the shoulders and cross around the back and then come round to the front again or back round to the main carriage. Obviously, it depends if it's on their back or if it's on their front. And that can be either attached with snaps. Um, I like using cam snaps. I will, as I mentioned before, do that as my product pick at some point but not this week um, I've got something else I want to share with you instead this week or the other method is using d-rings um, with the d-rings there's a lot more adjustment so again great if it's fitting different size children or one of the testers also used one of the plastic buckle clips on both sides as well so there are various ways that you could make it work and attach those it is really quick to put together and I can see myself using this pattern as another go-to thing to make when I've got to make things for children's birthday presents and need a unique present that's nice and quick to make and it doesn't require lots and lots of fabric and the different parts can be made with different scraps that you might have laying around. Also you might have heard that um, my cat has decided to come in from the rain, it is pouring down with rain at the moment and has decided to tell me that he's wet and cold and probably wants feeding because that's all he seems to do so please excuse any cat noises that you might hear in the background and hopefully our dog won't suddenly notice that the cat is making lots of noise and come and investigate because she's often around if she thinks the cat is going to be fed and she isn't because she likes stealing the cat's food. Anyway back to talking to you about the cuddle carrier. Um, it's available on my Etsy shop, the Bishibana Babes Etsy shop, which you can also get to via the link on the Bishibana Babes website. And normally it's for sale at £3.50, which works out about five US dollars. It has been on sale with a coupon code that was in the Bishibana Babes group. However, that one expires really soon. So I have created another coupon code just for the you podcast listeners. And that will be available until the 24th of April. So hopefully that will give you time to, to go and purchase the pattern if you'd like. So for 30% off, use the coupon code TSR Carrier. The TSR stands for the sewing room and then the word carrier, all uppercase. I'm not sure whether it would work for lowercase as well, but I did create it with uppercase. So just in case it's not working with lowercase, you might want to try uppercase um, letters instead. So that's TSR Carrier. And obviously, if you want to see more examples, more things that the testers have made and what some of the other people have already made who've bought the pattern, then head over to the Bishibana Babes Facebook group. That's Bishibana Babes Patterns if you need to search for that, although I will put a link in the show notes that will take you over there directly. Join the group and then you'll be able to see examples and also find out more about latest news and other things like that. I do have another animal collection pattern in the works, which I will be looking for testers in the near future. Not sure how long it's going to take me to get finished. Had Bryony off this week poorly with a bad cold and temperature. So like all things, you don't get so much work done when you've got a child at home who's not very well. So as soon as I can, I will get that pattern finished. We'll be looking for testers and then looking to release that before too long. Another great pattern and another thing with the animal theme. I do like the animal theme. I love it when Bryony wears clothes with, with animals. She looks so cute in them. So hence the reason that I've got more things along that theme. 
As I mentioned earlier, my website has been somewhat of an ongoing saga. And although you might not be quite so interested in in setting up your own website, I thought I'd just share with you a little bit about this saga so you kind of, again, have a bit of a behind-the-scenes look at what's been going on in my business. I have ran Blogspot blogs or Blogger blogs for many years, and they have been great for what I've needed them for up until now able to add posts and tag them and things like that. And I have got several of those bloggers that I blogs that I kind of don't really run now, I would say, but occasionally do add things to. And when I started Bishibana Babes, I started one of those sort of blogs, but I was finding that it wasn't really meeting the needs that I wanted. So decided that I really ought to then look at getting a proper website. So ask various friends um, that run blogs or websites. Have to say, sometimes it was my nephew, my 17-year-old nephew, and also um, a high schooler that I tutor maths to. Both of them are very into computers and web design and all of that sort of thing. So ask their advice as well. And one of the things that I was recommended was Wix. I know nothing about computer coding. I love working on my computer and spend hours on it. But also I didn't really want to kind of have to get into the real nitty gritty behind the scenes sort of thing as far as web design is concerned. And so Wix was one of the things that was recommended to me, had a good look at it and saw that it was really, really easy to set up a website, very much drag and drop, move images around, the kind of things that you would be doing if you were using a desktop publishing program and all the sort of software that I've been used to using up until now. So I took the plunge and started my first website, bishibarnababes.com, with the Wix site. And initially, I was very happy with what I was doing. The problem was that I wanted to add a podcast. And this was one of the things that I had known right from the outset and one of the other reasons why I needed to set up a website that was not just the blogger because I wanted the podcast to be on there and it not to be muddled in with absolutely everything, but to be able to have its own tab. I might have been able to do that in blogger. I'm not sure, but I decided that I would go down a different route anyway. So, as I said, started the Wix website and then discovered I couldn't do podcasts. I could upload the audio file, but there was no way that I could create the necessary things needed for it to be part of iTunes, which was something that I was very keen to be able to do. It's okay having a podcast and for people to know about it that you've come in contact with. But one of the things that I've really appreciated about iTunes and podcasts on my iPhone is that I've been able to find podcasts I didn't even know existed just by searching for something I'm interested in. So I wanted to have that option available for my podcast as well. And I couldn't do this on Wix. So first big problem. The next problem I had is that I actually paid extra so that I could have a shopping cart. I would eventually like to think about moving my patterns so they're not just on Etsy, but also available from my website. Although with the whole EU and VAT tax and all of that kind of thing, I'm looking at ways that I could 
do that, um, particularly for people who don't want to have to pay the VAT, it's actually possible that you can list an item, have people pay by PayPal, then you email it to them so it's no longer automated and that way it's actually not part of the VAT rules anymore regarding digital downloads. So that's something that I might be looking into because I know that I hate having to pay 20% extra when I buy a pattern because of the VAT issue. So I got a shopping cart and then discovered that you couldn't do digital downloads as part of your shopping cart without paying a lot more money besides. And as my pattern side of things is, it's slow business and I'm not at the moment making anything like um, what the amount of hours I put into creating a pattern. Hopefully, obviously, my sales will increase, but I didn't want to be spending a lot of money on something and not be able to recuperate it, recoup get it back, you know what I'm trying to say, get it back at all in the meantime or even in the near future. So all in all, there were things that I was finding very, very frustrating about the Wix side, the Wix site, and things that I really couldn't overcome, particularly as far as the podcast was concerned. So at that point, I thought, okay, I'm going to have to do a WordPress site. There's no avoiding it. That's going to be the route that I have to take. Frustratingly, I made this decision two days after the cutoff point for being able to cancel my Wix and not have to pay for the year. So I've paid for that one and obviously I'm not using it anymore. It's still up at the moment because it takes 60 days before I can transfer the bishibanababes.com to another um, person who'll look after my domain name. I'm sorry, I'm not particularly good at all of this. So I apologise to any of you who do know loads and loads about web design and all of that sort of thing and thinking I'm making a complete hash and, and saying all the wrong things as far as names and the way that things work. Anyway, at some point I will have that... Um, that domain name directed back to the .co.uk site so everything goes to the same place. At the moment both sites are up and occasionally people are going to the the .com site and there are some things on there so that's fine but obviously I do intend to concentrate on the other site a lot more and I haven't done anything with the Wix site at this stage. So I decided to ask my 17-year-old nephew um, for more advice. He designs websites and does gaming and runs game servers and all sorts of things. So I asked him if he could help me to get a WordPress site started. And he recommended a host that he has used a lot in the past called um, Vilea. And so he helped me set that up and we got WordPress onto it and I started creating my website. It was a huge learning curve, but I quite enjoyed actually learning something completely new and really feeling proud every time I accomplished something new as far as that site was concerned. And everything was going great until the day before my latest pattern, the Cuddle Carrier, was due to be released. The website went down. At this point, I was so pleased I was actually selling my patterns on Etsy so that the release could go ahead. The release was part of the Sweaty Betty's um, tester appreciation as part of the, the mentor thing that they do. So I knew that I wanted to release it on the Thursday as that was when a blog post was being written by my tester. And I was just so relieved that I could still sell the pattern. It was still on Etsy. People could still access it even though they couldn't actually access my website. Luckily, people were being directed straight to the Etsy store rather than via my website first. So 
by the Friday, it was back up and running again. And I heaved, oh, actually by late on Thursday, and I heaved a sigh of relief. Right, okay, that blip is out of the way. And then on Friday, it went down again. And not only did my website go down, at this point also all my emails connected to the business went down. So anybody who sent me emails, at this point I was no longer able to access them. I couldn't access my cPanel, the part where I can go in and access my website and back it up and all of those kind of things. I couldn't access anything. So I tried contacting support at Valea. At this point, I discovered that although on their initial information about signing up, it said that there was 24-7 support, there was live chat, and also there was a telephone, direct telephone number that you could phone for support from 9am to 9pm European time, the website has the telephone number nowhere. I couldn't find a telephone number, the live chat had disappeared... So I just had to open a ticket and basically tell them that nothing was working and what were they going to do about it. I finally had a response for them on Sunday saying that it was being um, passed on to a senior member um, kind of as urgent and then heard nothing else, still nothing working. On Monday in the middle of the night, I got an email saying we have cancelled your your ticket and we have closed it because you have not contacted us. I had no idea I was supposed to be contacting them seeing as they were the ones supposed to be fixing my website. So again, lots and lots of tickets being opened, not hearing anything back. Eventually, I heard that someone on the server had been phishing on PayPal and as a result, this had closed the server and triggered some kind of security function whereby I think by PayPal which means that nobody could access the server including the people who actually were running it and they were trying to fix it but they had no idea how long it would take and I was getting very very frustrated not only by the lack of contact contact from them but by the fact that they just didn't seem to be able to fix the problem at all. Finally everything came back so that I could access it again on Thursday So we're talking now a week that I was without any of my website, nothing that I could access, um, no emails, and even all the emails that would have come in during that week have vanished. So I have no emails that were sent to me during the last week. And I know that I'd sent out some emails, so I need to recontact those people and see what their answers were. And I have decided that I am not staying with Valea. I have now decided to move over. And at the moment... I have now signed up with, let me see, I haven't really used it very much yet, so let me just have a look at my notes that I've written down, and with a a website called SiteGround that had very good reviews. Obviously, I've not been with them for very long yet, so can't comment on it anymore, and I will give you an update later on if um, to let you know how things are going. However, so far, so good. There is a telephone number on the website and it's a UK number. I know they also have bases in America as well, but it's great that there's a UK number. There was live chat. I 
as part of um, signing up, I was able to get them to transfer my website across. So I don't even have to worry about getting that from one place to the other and all and all sorted. They're going to do all of that for me. And they, I signed up and within a couple of hours, they had let me know that that process had been started, that they had started transferring it. This morning, it still wasn't finished. So I decided to use the live chat and contact them to see how things were getting on. And they let me know that, and although it said that there were 26 people in front of me, which is actually great to actually see that and think, okay, there's a few people in front of me, that's fine. But then within less than a minute, somebody had actually answered and I was able to type a chat to them and get more information. It's in process. Unfortunately, the servers that my previous website was on is so slow that it's taking ages for them to transfer it across. But as I know, it is slow and that's why I was having all sorts of problems. So I'm so pleased with the contact I've had with them so far. Very professional and also very quick to help. I got through to people really, really quickly. And so hopefully my new website will be up and running very soon. Nobody will notice any difference. I'll just get everything transferred um, so that it directs to where the new site is being hosted. But for me, it's a huge relief to actually feel that I can be doing something and moving on. And this podcast will then go on to that now that I can, when I can update it again. That took me way longer than I thought it was going to, to fill you all in. I hope I haven't bored you senseless talking about website things when this is supposed to be a sewing podcast. So I apologise for that. But I know that these are some of the kind of things that people who, who run businesses on websites have to deal with. And it can be very, very frustrating as a consumer when you try and sort something, when you go to buy a pattern and it's not downloading. I've had that happen recently um, with someone and they were super helpful in trying to sort it out. But these things do happen, but they are also incredibly frustrating to any business owners where it is completely out of your control. You want to do the best that you can for your customer. You want them to have a really good experience in buying from you. And it can be so frustrating if it's something to do with software, the internet, the web, whatever it is that's causing it that you can't actually control and there's nothing you can do about it. So thank you everyone who can understand and really... Um, not get too upset or angry when when something's not going right with with web things when you are trying to contact somebody who is selling patterns and it's not going quite as you would want it to go. So let's leave the website things to one side now and I'm going to talk about the sewing product for this week, something that I love and it has been so useful in making the cuddle carrier which is why I'm going to share it with you today and that are turning tubes and there's a couple of different um, sets that are available. I have the prim turning set and I bought them from a local sewing shop when I saw it one day and was like wow that's just what I need and they are used for turning um, tubes of fabric whether that's spaghetti straps all the way through to to wider straps that are part of the cuddle carrier. I had tried various other methods before. I had tried just turning them by trying to poke it with a knitting needle. I had got one of the 
loop turners, a kind of long piece of metal with a big loop on the end and tried that. I'd also got one that had got more of a hook on the end where you have to kind of snip off a corner so that you've got something to loop your um, the hook through and turn it that way. And they kind of worked, but were still really, really fiddly and annoying. And I have to say, I probably avoided certain items because I just didn't want to have to deal with the straps and turning it and the longer they were, the worse it was. And, and you just get to the point and think, no, I can't be bothered. It's too fiddly. I really don't want to do it. And then I discovered turning tubes. So the prim set is called the turning set. And the other ones that I've also seen on Amazon are the turn it all, which I think is what's probably more available in the US. But both of those um, you can get on Amazon.co.uk, the UK version. So keep an eye out for those and I will put links in the show notes and also a photo so that you can see a bit more information about those. The way they work is that they have a plastic tube that's kind of angled at one end to make it easier to get into your um, into your fabric and also a rod that pushes down inside the tube. For the larger sizes, they come in three different sizes for the different um, widths of straps or whatever else is that you're turning. And they the smallest one has a metal rod because it's very very thin for spaghetti straps and the other two have a wooden dowel i guess if you had some thin plastic tubing and a wooden dowel you could possibly make one yourself if you're so inclined but they're not particularly expensive i think they're about seven pounds which is probably about eleven dollars so not a huge amount for the the time saving and the ease with which you can then turn straps I'll try and explain this so see if you can imagine what I'm trying to explain but I'll also do a blog post at some point with photos and everything as well. So you've got your strap and you've sewn your seam allowance and you do have to sew across the end so if the strap is or whatever it is you're sewing eventually doesn't have the ends sewn across but they're open at both ends you need to add a little bit of extra fabric so that you can sew across the end and then trim it off afterwards so you've sewn up one side and along the top and inside you insert the plastic tube and push it all the way up to the end and then in the top you push down the wooden rod or the metal rod and it basically you keep pushing and pushing and the whole thing turns itself inside out and out the bottom of the plastic tube comes the strap the right way round, and you just literally pull it through and it is really really fast there's probably some videos on youtube as well if you actually want to see see it more in action but they are great they are so quick to use i no longer dislike doing straps and think oh no what a faff i've got to do that again but actually quite enjoy it it's quite therapeutic actually and 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 one of these kind of it feels a bit like you're doing a magic trick as it goes in one way and suddenly woof out it comes the other way all turned inside out um so i would definitely recommend a set of those if you don't have them the other thing i was going to talk about today is what i've been sewing in the sewing room and do a pattern review for you and what I would like to talk to you about is the Gertie's Soda Shop dress by MCM Studio Designs. This is actually a dress that I tested for. It's my one and only time that I've tested for something at the moment. I hopefully will get to be a tester for some other things. I keep applying but 
you know, like everything, you're sometimes you're successful and sometimes you're not. And I got to test this particular dress, but I also love it and have made it again since. Always the sign of a good pattern if you want to make it more than once. It is available in sizes age two through to age 10. It's for woven fabric and it's a particularly tailored piece and very beautiful with four panel pieces in the front and four in the back although there's a top piece and a a bar across that has buttons on it and a gathered part it has lots and lots of lovely 12 factor which my my daughter loves it's available in a long sleeved and a short sleeved version and one of the things that is particularly um, unique to it that I haven't come across in any of the other patterns that I've seen is it has a Madeira collar on it and in making the pattern I learned some new techniques and I had to get some water soluble thread it's possible to make the collar particularly the non-scalloped collar gosh that's a mouthful it's possible to make that without the water soluble thread but it is a lot easier with the water-soluble thread. And as I hadn't tried it before, I thought, right, I'll go and get some of that thread and see how we get on. So got that thread and, as I said, learnt a new technique for how to make this lovely scalloped collar. The pattern is great. Lots of There's um, illustrations in it, diagrams to help you and so you can follow along. Good, clear instructions and it went together lovely how to set in the sleeves and different things like that and it is a really really lovely dress the original one that I made because I was testing I didn't want to test with expensive fabric and I happened to have a duvet cover that I decided to use it has a twirl design on it it's a white or yeah white background with pink um pictures on it these lovely drawings and that's what I decided to use you wouldn't know when you look at it that it was made from a duvet cover but it was so when you look at it and I'll again put photos of it um, with this post in the show notes and have a little look and see whether you would have thought that it was made from a duvet cover nobody has said oh my goodness it looks like you made something out out of your bedclothes but when I when she's worn it and everybody's been very very positive and made lots of lovely comments when Bryony's worn the dress and so I made it out of that and although it has lots of small buttons down the front and buttons on the back I decided that I didn't want to have to do buttonholes so I bought some mother of pearl metal snaps and used those instead and they really complement it well as well. I have since made more recently made another one out a more winter um type fabric one just with darker colors as the other one did look very very summery unfortunately Bryony has grown out of the first one so another reason why I needed to make a bigger size and I used some plaid fabric and also some black um oh brain's completely forgotten what it was um black flannel that was the word for the other part of the dress and again, it's it's worked out really, really lovely. And I'll put photos of that. I'm looking forward to making her a summer version with short sleeves in the near future as well. Our weather at the moment is nowhere near summer. It's pouring down with rain today. Yesterday, it was a lovely sunny day and we're starting to feel warmer. But today we're back to it being cold and wet. So at the moment, I'm not in any hurry to have to make a new summery dress 
So I think I'm going to do a few other patterns before I get as far as that one. One of the things that I do need to find are some more knit patterns for a dress. I managed to get some lovely fabric from America. That is My Little Pony knit fabric and I bought enough so that I could make a dress for Bryony. She adores My Little Pony and so I'm still researching at the moment and looking for a variety of patterns of which one that I might make her dress out of. So that could be the next pattern that I'll be sharing with you on the podcast although there's other things going on in the sewing room that I could share with you as well. So for today, I'm going to sign off and say thanks very much for listening. Again, come and join us in the Bishy Barnababes Facebook group if you're not in there already. I'd love it if anybody would like to leave any comments for me um, under the podcast on the website and get in touch. Love to know what you think of the podcast so far. If there's anything you'd particularly like me to cover as far as products go, what do you use for turning your fabric? Do you hate straps as much as I used to? And anything else you'd like to share about your sewing and what's going on in your sewing room. So until next time, bye-bye.